I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. This is Internet Marketing. Brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.co.uk. This is Internet Marketing. Now, before we start today, must mention Site Visibility's uh, 2020 PPC Automation Guide. It's completely free to download, and it's going to help you to get started with each of the new settings in Google Ads. So this includes smart bidding, responsive ad testing, dynamic search ads, and more. The best way to accelerate your PPC growth in 2020 is to start planning straight away today, ideally. So download your guide for free from bit.ly, that's bit.ly slash ppc dash automation dash guide. That's bit.ly, bit.ly slash ppc dash automation dash guide. Now today I'm joined by Flo Powell, Joint Managing Director at Midnight. Flo, how are you? Hello, Andy. I'm very well, thank you. It's another beautiful sunny day in Brighton, so I can't complain. It is, but only in Brighton. Everywhere it's like thundering and lightning. Just kidding. It's it's, it's nice everywhere in the UK. Well, thanks for coming on. Tell us about yourself and a little bit about Midnight. Sure. So I'm the co-owner and joint MD of Midnight, and we're a PR and digital content agency. We're actually celebrating 25 years in business this year, I'm very proud to say. Um, My business partner and I actually bought the business from the original founder uh, at the beginning of 2018, Mm -hmm. but I'm celebrating seven years in the business this year, and my business partner Alex is uh, celebrating 10 years in the Mm. agency this year. We're quite unique in that we operate for both B2B and B2C brands, and we're a national agency that just happens to be based in Brighton. And we've got a really good international network of partner agencies all over the world, so we can easily pick up and handle international campaigns as well as national and local. Um, My background is actually from the travel industry, formerly uh, Representation Plus, the Association of Cruise Experts and the Tourism Society. And one of our travel industry clients is one that I'm going to be talking about today, which is the wonderful Arundel Castle in West Sussex, Oh yes, which we've handled the PR and social media campaign for the last seven years. And we've recently been helping them create a virtual experience during lockdown. Now, I, I want to come on to Arundel Castle in a minute, but first, um, if we take the a bit, sort of zooming out a bit, if we take the the leisure sort of destination industry, if you like, if probably a better phrase than that, sort of in the context of lockdown, what have you noticed in terms of marketing in these sort of uh, areas? So 
The thing that I've noticed the most is that a lot of visitor attractions have completely cut off the conversation with their audiences at the moment, Mm. which, um, I mean, I would say it's a mistake, wouldn't I? But I believe it really is. I mean, I know it's often to do with budgets and it's a huge mountain to climb when you've, you've got to convince your CFO to release funds at a time when you've got no visitors and no revenue coming in. However, Mm. those that completely cut off the conversation and do no marketing whatsoever and have no comms in a time like this will have an even bigger mountain to climb when they do reopen than those that keep their virtual doors open. And the ones that will come out of this with a, a viable and sustainable business are the ones that have continued to engage both their current audiences and reaching out to new potential visitors. Because then when they reopen, they'll have that audience champing at the bit to come and visit them. Mm. And and that's what we would recommend, you know, keep that conversation going so that people remember you and you're top of that tick list, if you like. When we are allowed to revisit uh, ticketed attractions, you'll you'll be top of that list as opposed to somebody who's then got to almost start from scratch with a marketing campaign to try and get share a voice in the marketplace, which will be very, very busy when we are able to to go out and enjoy tourist attractions again. Now, you've been working with Arundel Castle. Actually, before we go any further, let's just explain briefly to our listeners, because we have an international listenership. There's at least three of them international. There's, there's probably more than three. Arundel Castle is, is uh, sort of on the south coast. It's not far from Brighton, is it? It's... Um, it's uh, well. It's basically in the town of Arundel. Um, it is indeed. Which, which yes. is to the. I was going to say to the left of Brighton. It's to the. It's to the west of Brighton. <laughs> um, so sorry. Why? Why don't you uh, sort of paint a picture for us of of what you've been doing with Arundel Castle and perhaps some of the the lessons that can be learnt from that experience? Sure. So for the benefits of any of your listeners who have never been to Arundel Castle, who have never heard of Arundel Castle, it is indeed in the beautiful town of Arundel in West Sussex. It is not the castle, I'm sorry to say, from Frozen. That is Arundel Castle, which is a a fictional magical castle that Elsa and and Anna live in. Um, But Arundel Castle was founded in 1067, on Christmas Day on 1067, and was ordered to be built by uh, William the Conqueror. So it's uh, it's got nearly a thousand years of history. Mm. And when this all started in March... We consulted them to really prioritise video content and to keep that virtual experience going. And we've been ever so pleased that they've you know, taken our advice and, and consultation. And having worked with them for seven years, you know, we know them inside and out. And we've been a really close team member with them um, over the years. I mean, when we started with them, they had only ever got sort of regional coverage. And we've been pitching them as a a national visitor destination for the last seven years, getting them national coverage Mm. and building their social media from scratch. And so, you know, we've consulted them over the years and especially after those last few years when video has become more and more important, advised them to prioritise it. And we've got this really amazing drone videographer called Sam at Visual Air who's been creating really stunning drone videos for the castle for the last year or so. Mm. And of course, it's an absolute gift in terms of photography. So we've been able to invite top photographers and other videographers into its grounds one by one to capture the amazing garden displays um, over the years. And 
when lockdown happened in March, it was just as we were about to go live with the annual Tulip Festival campaign, which last year and the year before, I mean, it was the the fifth incarnation of the festival. And last year we had it on BBC Breakfast, Good Morning Britain, ITV Meridian, BBC South, as well as a lot of national coverage as well. And we were just about to to set go on this campaign when when lockdown happened. Mm. And the castle was due to reopen on the 1st of April because it's actually closed every year between sort of November and and Easter anyway for essential maintenance, you know, wiping sticky fingers off the radiators and lots of really big jobs as well. And um, so we were about to set go with this and we said, look, why don't we just go with it anyway? We've got all of this amazing footage. Let's get some photographers in to take pictures of it. What a lovely thing to do when people are feeling a bit down and a bit isolated and they're in lockdown and people's mental health is going to be affected. Mm. Wouldn't it be lovely for them to open the paper and see a beautiful spread of tulips or pop onto social media and watch a lovely video of a tulip festival with some calming music? You know, we think that would be a really nice thing that people would want to see. Mm. And we were right. And we've got them probably more national coverage while they've been shut than we we ever have when they've been open, um, which has been highly amusing. But, you know, we really didn't want the hard work of those gardeners to go to waste either. They've been... They've been working tirelessly since October, planting bulbs and cultivating these flowers. And there was like 130,000 tulips Mm. that had bloomed across the grounds. And we just thought, what a crying shame that would be if nobody got to see them. Yes. Um, So we launched essentially a virtual season, which started with the Tulip Festival, a host of photos uh, and a drone video. We worked with some national photographers to get them along one by one with a five metre social distancing situation. And we ended up getting them 93 items of press coverage just for the Tulip Festival, which reached a potential audience of like 430 million. Um, We got them in the mail on Sunday, the Times, the Telegraph, the Sun, Yahoo, Daily Mirror, the I, the FT even, wrote a story about Tulips, (laughs) the Guardian and the Bee. Times. I know, right? Um, And our Facebook community, which has been growing steadily over the years, uh, with no promoted uh, posts, but just organically through really engaging content, absolutely jumped on this video. And we've had a massive increase in Facebook likes. I mean, it's over 18,000 now, and it was not even 12,000 in March. So it's grown massively, you know, like 50% growth. Mm. And that Tulip Festival video has reached over, well, nearly two and a half million people organically on Facebook. And nearly 100,000 people have clicked, which is just incredible stats when you think that, you know, we didn't put any promoted spend behind it. And it just goes to show how important good quality video content is. And it doesn't have to be hugely expensive. The stuff we get out of Visual Air is breathtaking, really high quality, but it actually doesn't cost the earth. And I couldn't recommend him highly enough. I love the way they they managed it because obviously um, sort of allowing photographers and videographers like one at a time. There's no issue there at all, is there? Because there's no there's no problem with social distancing or anything like that. 
No, uh, we were ve- we are very lucky, and I do appreciate that not every visitor attraction has a hundred and thirty thousand tulips to show off, and a head gardener that lives on site mm. that's there uh, that wakes up really early and can let people in at six a.m. if that's what they want to do, and is willing to walk about holding pops and posing for pictures, bless him, while he's trying to care for 40 acres of gardens and grounds almost single-handedly at the same time. So he was very amenable and very lovely. And a big thanks to Martin Duncan at Arundel Castle. He's been brilliant. And the whole team really have just... You know, we've worked together with them properly as a team to say, well, let's start with the Tulip Festival and then let's increase it as we move forward because we still don't have a date for when visitor attractions, ticketed attractions can reopen. I know that the National Trust has opened some of their gardens and tea rooms for takeaway. Mm. But in terms of a ticket attraction like the castle, it's still not allowed um, according to government guidelines. So we don't know yet when the castle will be able to reopen. So we've taken it a few steps further and we've done a whole virtual experience website now. So luckily for us, they were already planning a new website and had hired uh, a new website team. And what they've done is they've, they've developed the new website but as a virtual experience site. Yeah. So if you go on to arundelcastle.org, all of the videos that we've been taking recently are on there. We've done some really creative ideas with them in terms of the events that were supposed to happen. We've done videos that are related to that, like medieval crafts yeah. and games, that sort of thing. So it's been great. So we've got more than just the gardens on there now. And the gardens have been amazing. And in fact, my point about, you know, really good quality video is that actually one of our best performing videos of the last month was a video that the head gardener just took on his phone of a swan who just had uh, hatched six cygnets, the two swans. So we've got these lovely videos of one of the swans um, flying in for his breakfast. And we've got videos of the little fluffy cygnets swimming around the ponds. And they've done really well on social media. And that was you know, no budget at all. It's just a man with a camera and a steady hand, yeah. which has been great. And that sort of thing goes down really well. So a combination of high quality, decent drone uh, footage and camera footage has worked brilliantly. It's fantastic. So if we were going to, I mean, moving back a bit from Arundel Castle and looking a bit more generally, could you perhaps come up with i don't know three or four things that led specifically leisure destinations should be thinking about doing during lockdown yeah i mean my number one recommendation is to prioritize video content i think some visitor attractions might shy away from this thinking oh it's too expensive i don't know who to contact mm. i don't have a pr agency i don't know what to do there's always people that can help and there's probably somebody local that could really help them. Well, there might even be somebody from the local university that could help that's perhaps doing a course that could come and do some video for them. There's always a way to find video content. And of course, if you've got a PR agency, they can find someone for you. But there's always a way. And we've been saying it for years, but video is now vital, not just for social media, but for your website content, as well as for your PR campaign. And Mm. the more video, the better. The higher quality, the better. Um, the most important thing is that it's not blurry or jumpy and that it's, you know, watchable. Mm. The odd video with it. So the odd video with a camera phone is, is fine for of the moment shots. 
as yeah. well. Yeah. So that's my number one. Number two would be to really try and build an engaged audience through social media. So an audience that feels like it's part of the family almost is far more likely to visit and also recommend the attraction to other people mm. if they feel like they're part of the team. And that's what we try and do with the castle. The third one is is where I started really, and that's to really just keep communicating during closure. You know, if, if it's during a pandemic like we've got at the moment, or even just during a scheduled closure, mm. it's really important to keep that audience interested. So you've got far less of a mountain to, to climb in terms of awareness and engagement when you when you do manage to reopen. Um, and finally, I'd say get creative. You know, there's people around you with great ideas. Harness them and listen to them. There's the possibility to utilize all possible sources of ideas for your PR marketing and social media campaigns from your internal staff, your external agencies and other stakeholders that you might have close to you and bring them all together. And don't be afraid to ask, how can we make this work together and come up with a plan um, if you've got an external agency, of course, bring them into play. But if you don't, there'll be people around you that have got great ideas that you should listen to and harness for the campaign. Well, Flo, thanks so much for coming on. I'm, I love that story. And um, I'm, I'll tell you what, as soon as I finish this interview, I'm going to go straight to the website and check it, check it out now. Um, one final thought, perhaps, for our audience, uh, a top tip or a key takeaway. What would it be? If there's one thing that I want your listeners to remember from this, it's don't turn your comms off during lockdown. And mm. that's not just for visitor attractions. You know, that's for any business because you'll risk alienating your audience and make the situation that much more challenging when you look to reopen or restart and to capture the imagination of your potential customers again. I mean, if anything, to be honest, comms should be increased. So if you've got an agency, ask what they can do to help you in these difficult times. And I'm sure they'll come back to you with a plan because they want to keep you. Fantastic. How can our listeners find out more about you, Flo, and more about Midnight? Our website is midnight.co.uk or they can email us on hello at midnight.co.uk. Thank you very much, Flo. And thanks for listening, everyone. The show notes will be at the usual place, and that is sitevisibility.co.uk slash podcast. If you're enjoying the show, I would encourage you to leave a review, hopefully a good one, because the more reviews we have, the more we get out there, and the more we can help more people with their internet marketing or web marketing. Uh, questions and suggestions, the email is podcast at sitevisibility.co.uk. Uh, we're on Twitter, at sitevisibility. We also have a LinkedIn group, a site visibility LinkedIn group. Um, so that's all from me, Andy, and it's all from Flo. That's all, folks. Thanks, Flo, and we'll see you next time on Internet Marketing. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 